Welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co-host, as always, is Joe Taylor. This is episode 23. However, it's also our first annual Binge or Purge's Extravaganza Award Show. We're excited over here. We're coming to you live in beautiful Panorama City, California. Joe! It's exciting. It's electric down here. How are you? It's crazy, man. Ryan Seacrest was down there on the banks of the L.A. River. With the frogs? <laughs> was he interviewing the frogs uh, and sure. the riffraff? Sure, why not? Hey, <laughs> here we are. So we're going to give out some binges. We're going to give out some purges. Yeah, this is it. This is what we've enjoyed and not enjoyed so far this year. It's to coincide with the Emmys that will be coming out this weekend. So these are like our Emmys for, you know, what we think. And our opinion is way more important than the Emmys. If you're going to listen to something, this is it. Yeah, this right? is the streaming version of the Emmys, which I think is important. And also, we're taking a lot of fan uh, contribution into consideration. So we if, are. if you've ever emailed, tweeted, Instagrammed, DM'd, Facebooked us, we've seen it. We're going to incorporate it into this thing. So yes. you've been heard. Yes, thank you. We have literally taken what you've written... And read it. Yeah. 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 And then discarded it quickly. <laughs> Excellent. So let's get started, shall we? All right. What's first? Well, we have our musical number. Oh, Not yeah. Yet, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. But so we, we got to waste 10 minutes up front with frivolous, you know, nothing. Sure. Okay. Devotees might notice that we've abandoned Steely Dan and we've adopted our own song by your friend Greg. Thank yes, you, Greg. Greg Anson. You can follow him at Anson Greg on Instagram. Thank you, Greg. The new song's super cool. Yeah, we love it. And, Thank you so much. And most much. importantly, it's not litigious. Yes. So. Yeah. <laughs> we love our non-litigious music. Yeah. All right, let's get right into it. The first category, Hidden Gem. Yes. This is something that you would not have seen unless Demo or Joe recommended it. Or, or someone recommended it to us. Yeah. Something that's not out there that everyone's talking about. Yeah, but it's something that... Look... In all seriousness, we want to call attention to stuff that is good that you wouldn't have otherwise heard of. That's the whole point of the show. And we've got a couple of uh, nominees and a couple of winners in this category that are very important to us because we want people to watch stuff that they wouldn't have otherwise come across. Demo, you go first. My selection for Hidden Gem and the bingy goes to Dark. Now, this is the thing with the subtitles. The thing with the subtitles wow. in German. Yes, Dark. Okay. It was recommended to me by two close people. They were like, you got to watch this. Hadn't heard about it. Not a lot of people have heard about it. I'll tell you this. It's what I recommend to everybody. And the feedback I get back is thank you for the recommendation for Dark. I loved it. No one has come back to me and said, uh-uh, Dark, it didn't work for me. Everybody has been a resounding love it. Okay, what's it on? It is on Netflix. Two seasons, 10 episodes each. Season two is eight episodes. It's a commitment, a commitment you will love. Dark, do it in German with the subtitles. Can't recommend it enough. That is my hidden gem. 
The Benji goes to dark. Okay. What do you got? Okay. I, I believe you on dark. I'll support it. You let's, should. You should watch it. No one says no to this show. It's great. Okay. All right. I have a different pick. I should hope so. Mine is a documentary made by a no-namer, really, uh, made by a guy named Tommy Avalon. Ever heard of him? No. no. Of course not. It's called The Bill Murray Stories. Mm, yes. Now, we talked about this in great detail. About a week after we talked about it, you know, I'm a big fan of the Adam Carolla podcast. Yep. He talked about it for about 15 minutes and how great it was. He said the same things that we did, but just he said it a lot better. But the point is, this is a documentary about a guy who has everything. He has all the money, all the fame anyone could ever want. And he chooses to use that for good. And he spreads joy and he shows up to people's parties without being invited. He shows up in people's wedding pictures. He's just the kind of guy that like, you might run into at 7-Eleven and he just might be the nicest guy ever. And that's like his thing. He just kind of shows up places. He's not in the documentary. The guy, the guy that made it couldn't get a hold of him because he doesn't really respond to anyone except for Wes Anderson. And even then he doesn't respond for allegedly like six weeks to three months. This is a guy that's just very elusive. Uh, he's, he's, he's mythical. Bill Murray is a mythical genius and he spreads so much joy and fun and this documentary really captures it i'd never heard of it until i just started digging deep into netflix because that's what we do for Mm -hmm. this show the bill murray stories it's like an hour and 20 minute long documentary on netflix it's so good it'll make you so happy just check it out it's so cool right on so So that's bingy for hidden gem for you is the bill murray stories on netflix It's, it's really cool great now, I want to get into some audience choices here because some stuff showed up that I had never heard of or heard of and never gotten to. One of them uh, from a listener was Atypical on Netflix. Oh. No? Okay. No, go ahead. Continue. Sorry. No, I'm just saying I it looked it looked interesting to me. It's I think it's about uh, a family and they're raising uh, a child with autism, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep. Looks kind of good to me. It's definitely recommended. Also, another hidden gem that someone brought up that you brought to them is forever on Amazon Prime. Yeah, you know, for some reason, Amazon promotes the crap out of a couple of their shows. Forever got, I don't know if they spent a single dime on marketing forever. It's so good. Fred Armisen, Maya Rudolph, it's really good. That That is a hidden gem recommendation for me, for sure. Another one, now I don't really consider this a hidden gem because I feel like Netflix crammed it down your throat when it came out, but then it kind of disappeared. It's done two seasons, the OA. Mm-hmm. I've had a few people message like, thanks for recommending the OA. I n- never would have heard of it. It's like, really? My only problem with the OA now is if I'm going to get into it, I know it's not going to end. Like it's the, the plug's been pulled on it. I know it like it doesn't. It's not going to get a movie either. Just a couple of weeks ago, they announced uh-uh, Netflix said there's not going to be any OA movie to like wrap things up. So wherever it leads up to in season two, that's it. Why is it up to Netflix if it gets a movie? Because Netflix owns it. I believe they own the rights to it. Mm. Anyway, Britt Martling was like, that's it, folks. I'm moving on. There will be no recap, you know, wrap it up movie. Okay. Well, it was, it was good and it kind of went under the radar if you, if you don't log into Netflix every single day like we do, 
you might not have even heard of it, but right. I thought it was fun. Um, I did have another runner yeah. up for Hidden Gem, even though I was like, I'm totally all about dark, but my I, my runner up here was The End of the Effing World, that British show about the two teenagers that go on the run. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a real treat. Okay. Just saying, I uh, the the girl's performance in it was fantastic. I loved her, and uh, that wasn't Jenna Malone, was it? No, no, it's this British girl. I forget her name. She she was fantastic. Her name is Jessica Barden. For someone who likes her, you sure have trouble remembering her name. And uh, that was short and sweet. It's easy to binge. It's definitely a nice hidden gem. Not dark level, but that's why dark got the bingey for me. Okay, but it's definitely something to consider. I have one other honorable fan recommendation from listener John, who says that Queen of the South is one of the best shows on Netflix. Never even heard of it. Well, that's why it's in the hidden gem category. It's got the guy, now you've seen Clear and Present Danger, the guy that plays like the drug lord, he's in it. That's, yeah. That's the guy that you would recognize. His name is Joaquin de Almeida. There's a uh, beautiful like Colombian woman that's like the main character. Her name is Alice Braga. It's kind of like Blow, but like a Blow meets Clear and Present Danger series. Okay. I've watched a couple of them. It's pretty good. Sounds like more people are watching Narcos. Yeah, I guess it's pretty similar to Narcos, but I had never heard of it, and listener John recommended it. I'm, I'm a couple episodes in. Okay, let's recap because we just named like 25 shows. Yes. Demo's pick for Hidden Gem is Dark. Yes. Which is in German. You let that go. Which makes you unpatriotic. Joe's pick is the Bill Murray stories, which is in English, made right here in America. But they're both they're both good. I actually I've watched a few episodes of Dark. It's fine. All right. So there we go. That's the Hidden Gem Award. Thank you, everybody. All right. Moving on. Best documentary. I've been looking forward to this. Then by all means, you take it. I'm not just picking the Benji for best doc. I'm calling the best Oscar documentary pick right now. I'm willing to bet whatever you want to bet. I'll give you 10 to 1. This documentary will win Best Oscar for Best Oscar. Will win the Oscar for Best Documentary. Is it possible, though? Because this thing was distributed on Netflix. It needs a theatrical distribution to be uh, up for an Oscar. They four-walled it, and here's how I know that. Okay. Guess who was behind it? Guess who championed this thing? Who? The Obamas. Oh, oh, Oscars! <laughs> Barack and Michelle Obama. They're behind this doc? I know which yeah. doc it is, and I just watched it a week ago. It's called American Factory. Yep. It's on Netflix. It's about an hour and 20 minutes or about so. About an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. It's really good, man. Now, listen. Now, I don't know if you know this about me. My first job after college was um, working in a steel factory. And the steel factory, while I worked there, was purchased by a Mexican company, it's since been purchased by an Australian company. My brother still works there. He's worked there for a long time. This cross-cultural manufacturing stuff in, in middle America, it really rang true to me, man. It really like kind of hit home. It was so well done. It was so honest. The um, documentary filmmakers stayed out of the narrative altogether. They didn't try to tell a story. They just tried to show some stuff. The subject matter was so interesting that I feel like anyone kind of could have made it because it was just very honest and very, it it was just, I mean, you could have cut together surveillance camera footage and it would have been the same movie, but uh, it was very good. It was very honest. And I I loved it. 
and the Obamas were behind it. So how can it not win? Is this like the first thing that, uh, cause I know the, the Obamas had a deal with Netflix. So this is like part of their deal then not necessarily like the Obama show, but they're also producing content. Yeah. As far as I know, this is the first thing that they've gotten behind. Oh, well it's great. It's and yeah. we, we should say it's about a factory in Ohio that used to be uh, General Motors mm-hmm. and uh, went out of business and a Chinese company came in and took it over. And they and, hired 2,000 local people. Right. They also brought in a bunch of Chinese people to train them. They're a, a windshield factory. Yep. It, it's just the whole, I mean, you can't even really explain it. It's just, you got to watch gotta it. You got to watch it. It's fascinating. It's all about the future and where we're going as a country. And it's, it's a mess. <laughs> it, it was so compelling. And then, and then the second half of the doc is when the American workers decide that they're going to try and unionize. Yep. So it's kind of like two documentaries in one. It reminded me uh, in a weird way of Gung Ho, the uh, Ron Howard movie from the mid 80s with Michael Keaton, where he uh, uh, works at a car plant and they have a Japanese company come in and start running things. Same thing, basically. If you yeah, ever but, seen, it's, but it's real. It's real. But if you want you want a fictionalized version from the 80s, it's good. Ron Howard's Gung Ho. If you've never seen it, it's a good movie. Michael okay. Keaton is great in it. But it's very similar to American Factory. Gung Ho was released in 1986 and also starred Getty Watanabe. I think this is going to win the best. Uh, this is going to win the Oscar for best doc. I'm going to give it the Benji for best doc on All my right. on my account. What awesome. about you? What do you give? Well, I'm a little self-serving here for my documentary choice, but my Benji goes to Laddie, the man behind the movies. A because I love Laddie and B because they used our blurb in their marketing. Yeah. They they listened to this show. I put it about on Twitter and I got feedback from them saying, you know, Thanks for the plug. And next thing I know, they're using our uh, quotes in their marketing campaign for yeah. the documentary. And that's never happened before. It makes us legit, right? Sort of. It's going to happen again. Right. Us and Peter Travers, they're going to quote us on every billboard on Sunset Boulevard, I guarantee you. Yeah, binge or purge. So, I mean, I have a bias towards this doc. But if you love movies, how movies are made, the classics that you grew up with, I can't recommend Laddie enough. It was my most enjoyable watch of doc for a documentary. Now it's not on the level I would say of American Factory in terms of its gravitas. It's a lot more personal about the movies, but I love the movies. I love how they're made, and this was a wonderful doc about a great guy that's made some amazing movies. So my bingey goes to Laddie, the man behind the movies. Great. Um, and now, real quick, we'll mention a couple of fans have emailed or Twittered or whatever. I don't know how you guys, how you hip uh, people do it. But a couple of people mentioned the Fire Festival documentaries, of which there are two that came out simultaneously, I think, on, on Netflix. Hulu and Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Yeah. Yes. And those are, those are pretty good, too. So we'll give them an honorable mention. The Fire documentaries are good, too. Absolutely. Also, we got to mention... Uh, for a doc that you just did recently, Screwball. Yes. So <laughs> so this is going to come up again in another category, Okay. ironically. Screwball is great, and it's really a, um, it's it's really a, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Condem- condemnation. Yes. Not only of uh, Major League Baseball, but of the state of Florida. 
So I think it's an important doc, but we'll get to that later because there was a certain group that stood out in that doc that deserves more recognition we than will the doc mention itself. I, I would like to uh, also mention that for documentary, our listeners had you know quite some interesting choices I had never heard of. We've got Losers. Yeah. That's that on sounds Netflix. like something that we would have seen. Right. It's a series. It's a series of docs uh, about people that blow it. You know, in sports and how they live with like being a loser. So the, you know, I I peruse like like, like uh, Bartman, like uh, the... like Scott Norwood or something from the Bills. He's not in it, but there's a golfer and an ice skater. They, I looked, I watched the trailer, and it looks really good. Um, I I say I want to appreciate the audience for suggesting these documentaries that I never would have seen otherwise. Okay, so I'm definitely just... going to look into these. All right, and someone recommended the Ted Bundy thing, which I don't know if that qualifies as a doc or not. But I well, think there's it's... the Ted Bundy doc, and then the Ted Bundy fictionalized one with uh, Zach Efron. I guarantee okay. the the doc is probably way more interesting than the uh, fictionalized well, narrative. Zach Efron's a heck of a talent. He is, and right. as as I said, if you're a Metallica fan and you love James Hetfield. The re- you got to watch that because he acts in it. I'm sorry. It's my thing, man. I, it's like, when do you get to see someone from Metallica act? That's it. Okay. But moving I on. I don't know. All right. I don't know. Okay. So recap for us on this. Okay. So the best doc, Demo says Laddie. Joe says American Factory. We both sort of agree with each other. The fans love the Fire Festival docs. There's two of them. Adam loves Screwball. We'll talk about that later. There's some other good stuff that, l- listen, here's the thing. I'm going to be serious for one second. Oh, God. When we talk about how much TV we watch, which is a lot. Yeah. You know, it's not all just fun and games. Like, we learn stuff from it, right? We see the world through other people's perspectives. Sure. And documentaries, I think, are at the top of that. Uh, I've watched more documentaries doing this podcast than I ever have in my life. Yeah. And look, you, you wouldn't make fun of someone for reading a book. No. Right? It's It's the same thing. Yeah. If you like reading, you're going to love documentaries. Binge or purge. <laughs> Great. What? How about this? I know we don't have a purge category for documentary, but definitely becoming Bond, the George Lazenby story. Oh, F yeah. that doc. Oh, oh yeah. I hated that. that before. Okay, but that's that's neither here nor there. Okay, <laughs> moving on. All right, binge documentaries, purge books. Hey, real quick, we've had a few sponsors. Two of them have been real. Most of them have been fake. I've gotten a few messages about our sponsors. People okay. love the vegetables spot. They do. I think we're going to have to bring that back when we uh, when we come back in two weeks. We'll bring vegetables back. They've okay. been good to us. Yeah, they have. Uh, and I, I, as I understand, um, possibly fruit is oh. uh, looking to get in on the binge or purge uh, well, they, money. I hope so. They've been with Podcast One and uh, Norm Pattis for a long time, but hopefully they'll come our way. And also Iways. We'll, we'll do another spot for Iways next time. But uh, that's one of our actual, like, legitimate sponsors. They're nice uh, people. So we'll uh, thanks for our sponsors. So binge vegetables and highways. Okay, best comedy special. You go again. Okay, our last episode, which just came out five days ago or something, four days ago, we talked about the three top comedy specials: Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, Jim Gaffigan. Those are the big three. They all came out within the last twenty-five days. They're super like recent, but there's some other stuff and some fans recommended some other stuff. Adam Sandler's 100% fresh came out. I don't know. Eight months ago. Yeah. Really good. Yep. Kind of forgot about it. I did. 
there's also a big John Mulaney contingency with our audience. Yeah, I saw a few messages. People love John Mulaney, and he's funny. Yeah. He's a better writer than he is a comic. You mean a performer, you're saying? He's mm-hmm. a better, yeah. I, I like him. I like him. I mean, I don't know. John Mulaney, great. Yay. Yeah, he's really funny. I don't love his specials. It just feels like a writer is out there doing jokes, which is, I, I mean, I'm basically projecting my own problems onto him mm-hmm. because I feel the same way when I do stand up. Yeah, I would say watching your stand up, you are a writer <laughs> up there doing stand up. Thank right? you. Yeah. You're not so much a performer as like, hey, I wrote this. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can say the same about you. You No, you couldn't. Yes, I I'm could. a wild man on stage. <laughs> okay, you never yeah, know right. what you're getting. Yeah, right. You don't even say, take the mic out of the stand. I I like leaving the mic in the stand. <laughs> I like I like picking it up, the whole stand, like um, you know, like a rocker. Yeah, you and right? me and Norm McDonald, we're all great performers. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get from me other than the same bit the last eight. <laughs> yeah, no, times. I know exactly what I'm You know, you know my opener. Here we go again. My yeah. name is Timo. My name all right, let's sure. okay. All right, all right. Okay, listen, uh, best comedy specials. We talked about Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, and Jim Gaffigan. Let's leave those out of this conversation because we just did those a few days ago. Mm-hmm. I have two that I want to talk about. Good. One is Nate Bargatze. Bargatze? Nate Bargatze. Nate Bargatze, whatever. I have it on good authority. He has a new sitcom. I hear bad things. Really? I hear real bad things, unfortunately. Well, someone I know know someone who knows someone and said, uh-uh, not good. And they got Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Joe Rupp on it, who are fantastic, together again from that 70s show. Apparently, it just doesn't work. Now, who knows? It could be a hit. I'm just saying, He's. I think it's coming out this fall, pretty soon, or else it's a mid-season replacement, but I'm not hearing great things. But that's fine, because he's a great comedian, and he still has stand-up. Since 1996... What stand-up has had a good sitcom? Ooh. Yeah, nobody. Norm McDonald's Everybody sitcom. loves Raymond. Tanked. That, that's the last one I can think of. That's Tim yeah. Allen was the last one. I, I don't know. It was probably later than 96. But Seinfeld, Tim Allen. It's hard. It's hard to transition Dude, and have Gerard Carmichael's sitcom, Tanked. David Spade's been on 25 different sitcoms. None of them worked. Norm McDonald's, Tanked. It's like, hey. Just you Shoot Me was pretty good. Yeah, but he wasn't the lead on it. Well, he's not the lead on any of them. Okay. What, was, what was that? Rules of Engagement? Was he on that also? Yeah, he, he was, was a like regular, a, but he was a support. Yeah. yeah. Spade's never had to carry a sitcom on his own. Well, because what they do is they take your first special and make it into the first season of the show. Yes. And that doesn't always work. It worked for Home Improvement. Right. And it worked for Everybody Loves Raymond. But since then, yeah. it, it didn't work for Chris Rock. It didn't no. work for anybody. No. So... so. Uh, well, good I, luck to him. Anyway, you were saying how much you enjoyed yeah. the special. Nate Bargatze's comedy special was great. And and like Jim Gaffigan, he's very clean. He's PG. You watch it with your family. He's he's very cool, very clean, and he's funny, and he's joke, joke, joke. It's good. However, the best comedy special I've seen since we started doing this show. Do you know what I'm going to say? Are you mm-hmm. on your, are you tech? What are you, I'm Bumbling? looking. I'm not are you on look, Bumble? I'm, I'm looking. Yes, I'm on Bumble. No. I'm just checking your name. No, no, I'll just no, wait till you're done. No, I can't. It's going to be, it's a lot of typing. I got to do her Go ahead. one. No, Go ahead. fine. Hold on. Go ahead. Demo's typing. J-E-S. Hold on here. Hold on here. I just want to, okay. What do you possibly got it? I got it. 
I got it. I know what I got. Okay, go okay. ahead. No, no, you finish what you got. <laughs> you I, don't th- even have- I'm just prepping for my turn. Okay, all right, good. Okay, the best comedy special I've seen since we started doing this podcast. Now, Dave Chappelle was great. Gaffigan's great. Bill Burr, yeah. Uh, Nate Bargatze, great. The funniest thing I've seen because it's so satirical, it's South Park-ish in nature, and it's so hard to pull off perfect satire the way that these guys do. It's The Lonely Island, the Bash Brothers unauthorized biography. You love that. It came out of nowhere. It makes no sense at all why they would even make this thing, but it was so well done. It's, it just blew my mind, man. It's so hard to like satirize an entire genre, and they did it to like eight different genres. It's so good. They play Oakland Knights at the Oakland A's games now between innings, which they should. It's just so good. It's so funny. I mean, I can't, I can't emphasize enough the amount of talent it takes to not only satirize, but to do a better version of 80s R&B than what actually exists mm-hmm. and make it funny. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It blew my mind. I thought it was so funny. I'm going to tell you right yeah, now, I did 10 minutes of it and bailed. I know. It's just wow. not for me. It's not for me. Why? I... I don't know. I'm I'm not that much into baseball, I guess. And it's, I mean, and like the hip hop vibe, you know, I don't know. What do you, you don't like rap. I, I don't. I don't. I know. I'm I'm a, I'm a loser. I'm a weirdo. I get that. I'm just saying, I was like, okay, you talked all about it. I, I went into it. And here's the thing. Every time I go into my Netflix, it's like, hey, you haven't finished the Bash Brothers yet. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Okay. I know Netflix. Right. And it's like, it's only 15 minutes to go. And I'm like, well, that's 15 minutes I don't need. But okay. I'm not coming down on you. Hey, right. I'm glad you love it. It's my favorite comedy special. Fantastic. Since we started. Fantastic. What's yours? I don't have one. <laughs> we just freaking just blow right by. I, I, I literally was like, I've, okay. been, I've been racking my brain. Fair like what, and like nothing's like, oh my God, this is the greatest, you know, comedy special. Not, nothing there. I was teetering with uh, Anthony Jeselnik's Fire in the Maternity Ward. That was good, yeah. Which was good, which I enjoyed purely on a joke writing level. Yeah. But do I think it was the best thing this year that I've seen comedy wise? No, not really. Wow. Okay. So Demo says not applicable. Nothing's nothing's really. Yeah. (laughs) NA right there. Stand up comedian hosting a podcast about the (laughs) best. And he goes, now I got nothing. Also, I don't think I watch enough stand up. As a stand up, I don't watch enough of it. I hate watching stand up usually. You know, I really, you know. Okay. Did Mark Maron have a special this year? No. I don't know. How about glow. how about how about Mark Maron on Glow? I know <laughs> that's not a stand-up special. Okay. Or a, but I thought he was great at it. Okay, moving on. Great. Now here's one. Now you didn't have a best comedy special pick for some weird reason. Great. I don't have a worst performance pick. Oh, I do. But you do. Go right oh, ahead. Oh, I do. And I concur with a listener. I'm going to give a shout out to Tiffany. She put this in, and I was like, I'm right with you, girl. Tiffany, all the way, my worst performance purgy goes to David Benioff and Dan Weiss, the showrunners for Game of Thrones, for their colossal fail with season eight. Nothing this year has shit the bed like season eight of Game of Thrones. And to me, they're the guys that blew it. Who phoned it in? Who really decided, you know what? We're done here. These guys. Okay, so you're giving your worst performance purgy to writers who never appeared on camera. Yep. 
Okay. Oh, they appear on camera. They show well, up. Do they, really? re- they show up in recaps. I mean, they're not on screen. Recap. They get enough screen time where if you saw them, you go, "Oh, there they are." You know what they look like. Okay. They blew it. They blew it, and they all they had to do was nail the final, and they would be considered gods of television. But they didn't do it. They were like, "We want to move on to Star Wars. You want to do other things." So. Screw them. I love them up until now. <laughs> Just items that I want to like, you know. Very like it, complicated it, it, relationship. It, it is a complicated relationship. It's a love-hate with those guys. I mm-hmm. mean, because they gave you nine years of, oh, my God. And then they, you know, then they. Okay. So okay. my purgy for worst performance goes to those two. And like okay. I said, Tiffany, our listener, she totally agrees with me. Okay. So, again, both of you guys agree that the worst performance was uh, by writers. Yes. Okay, Okay. fine, whatever. I don't even have a pick. So right, so ooh, what, what do okay. I get to say? You get to say nothing. Okay, all right, good. Let's get on to something positive, okay? okay. okay. Best performance. I have a couple things I want to mention, and then we'll get, I know you have a very uh, firm belief for this category. I do. Best performance. Now, I had a couple people I wanted to mention. Number one was everyone in Escape at Danamora. Paul Dano, Patricia Arquette, Benicio Del Toro, incredible and and the supporting cast too everyone in escape at danamora was great jim carrey and kidding was almost my favorite pick but i gotta say my number one favorite pick for this year was jason bateman and here's why in ozark and arrested development and the final season doing a combo the fact is he has a lot of range and he kind of always plays like the, the straight man the middleman whatever but he was so good in both of those. And they had to have filmed like at the exact same time. So I, I think he's great. It, he cracks me up in Arrested Development. And he's very good in Ozark. Uh, so I think best all around, Jason Bateman. But close second, Jim Carrey. And everyone in Escape at Danamora is very, very close third. That's my pick. What about you? Well, there was a bunch. There's a lot of great performances. Jared Harris and Stellan Skarsgård are fantastic in Chernobyl. It's a great combo, those two. Also, and this was a close second for me, and it's a little out there, but Maya Rudolph in Big Mouth. I think she's the, the a comedy genius on that show. It's I the love cartoon. the cartoon. It's the cartoon. It's the adult animated show. Mm-hmm. I know you won't watch it. She plays the female hormone monster, Connie. She crushes. If you need one reason to watch that show... It's her. Everyone's great on it. Nick Kroll's great. You know, John Mulaney, blah, 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 blah. But Maya Rudolph, to me, that's the, it's the greatest thing she's ever done. Okay, so this is the third time that Maya Rudolph's come up because I liked her a lot in Forever. Mm-hmm. And she was also in the Bash Brothers. Oh. And now she's in this thing. So I think all around, she's got a, she, you're making Let's a pretty good- Let's not mention wine country. Oh yeah, no. Right. We'll well, leave but, it. that's that's a whole other. No, thing, I got right? a whole email about my review of that. Oh, it wasn't God. good. I know. Uh, um, okay, but, but she's she's great. Yes, but my Benji for best performance goes to Jarell Jerome. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I doubt it. I, I I looked it up to get the pronunciation. Can we just say I'm terrible with people's names? If you're a listener, you figured out I'm awful with names. But it's Jarell Jerome, I believe. Close enough. Anyway, fantastic in When They See Us on Netflix. It was that docudrama. He ends up going to prison. 
he tore me apart in this performance. I mean, this I is cried. the one that you, yeah, you cried. I on cried the in the review. God. I cried when I watched it. Based on this guy's performance, he's a fantastic actor. He touched me, man. And I have to go with something that stuck in my brain that affected me on such an uh, uh, an emotional level. And it was definitely him, Jarrell Jerome. When they see us on Netflix. Okay. Don't dismiss my my. No, hey, hey, hey! I'm I'm with you. You have the right to pick uh, your own. Your He's own up for an Emmy as well. I'm not the only one that thinks he was great. And there were wonderful, fantastic performances on that show. It was it yeah. was you know top notch. But that's the one where I was like, yeah, give him an Emmy. Get, you okay. know what? I'm not gonna give him an Emmy. I'm gonna give him a bingey. Okay, so we've made our way through the swamp so far. We want to thank. We want to take a second to thank Jess the Facts, Jessica Greer. She's a good friend of ours. Yes. She's very cool. The show would not be what it is without her. Okay? That's true. A lot of people really like they like a lot her of more than, than us. us combined. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. People are like, oh, for sure. oh, I love your podcast. But you know what I really love is just the facts. Yeah. We know this. We love her too. So this is her time to shine. As a, well, she's always shining. This is her time to give her opinion that we haven't written for her. Jess, take it away. What do you like? What do you not like? Give us a, a binge and a purge. And for keep this it year. quick. Yeah, keep it quick. We Come don't on, this is our life. show, not yeah. yours. Come on. Gee, thanks, guys. <laughs> binge? Okay, I don't even have children. I'm not married. Yes, that's right, guys. I'm a single lady. And I can't get over Working Moms on Netflix, even the newest season that came out. I think I binge that in like a few days little 20 minute episodes so funny great cast female creator um hello and it's just like hilarious and raunchy and i am all about working moms y'all have to watch that and then in terms of purge i don't know if y'all have seen this movie on netflix called i am mother starring hillary swank it was awful I watched half of it just hoping the whole time maybe it would get better. Maybe the story would actually be good. Really great set design. They clearly had money for that, but the story just sucked. I didn't even finish it. I was really disappointed because I was stoked for like this new Hillary Swank movie. But you guys take my word for it and purge that. There you go. Thanks, Jess. Yeah, she makes a couple of good points. Yeah, so, well, as yeah. always. Jess the Facts, an integral part of our show. Can't thank her enough. Now we're really getting into some serious stuff. Yes. We have two awards left. Yep. The biggest purge of the year, yep. or of the season, I yep. guess, and uh, the biggest binge. Mm-hmm. Now, we want to end on a high note, so let's start with biggest purge. Yep. I don't even have honorable mentions. I have one show okay. that I think never should have happened, and Amazon put billions of dollars behind marketing this show. It's terrible. It's good omens. Ah, yes. How can- I should have known this. It's awful. It's so bad. Just Amazon, stop. Just stick to the Jack Ryan and Goliath season one and uh, forever and Mrs. Maisel. Stop with this stuff because they spent so much money. You can tell that they outspent their talent. Whoever created that show got voted off creatively. You can tell because nobody would have written that show besides some producer in Seattle. This is garbage. This show sucks. Good Omens should have never happened. Biggest purge of the year for me. Good Omens, Amazon Prime Original. Skip it. All right. I figured as much. I My hunch was you were going to go with Good Omens. Mm-hmm. Now, I have one that was just like Good Omens. Big budget. They threw all their money they had at this. 
It was on Hulu. I was excited for it at the time. And then I thought it was boring, pointless drivel. And it's George Clooney produced Catch-22. Complete waste of time. And you want to know how I know it's no good? No Emmy nominations. Nothing. Not even a consideration. Just an epic fail. More money than taste. You know a show is bad when you say, oh, only six episodes. And by the middle of the first episode, you're like, oh my God, how long is this? That's not a good sign. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was just Dullsville. And all the money's there. The talent is there. Brad They're Pitt, trying right? their Brad Pitt. Isn't he in it? Or he, no. co- he co-produced it or something. Isn't it Smokehouse production? Brad Pitt. They I, have like a... I read nothing about Brad Pitt making okay, this. Okay, sorry. Forget that. I could check this out. We can have... Hey, Jess, check this. Smokehouse Pictures is George Clooney and Grant Heslov's production company. Brad Pitt's production company is called Plan B. It did not produce Catch-22. Regardless, snooze fest. Dramamine television. <laughs> Dramamine doesn't put you to sleep. It's taken for motion sickness and nausea. Why don't you try an Ambien? Yeah, you mentioned that. I, I didn't watch it because you hated it so much. You watched it right after it came out. Yeah, I, I couldn't wait. I mean, it yeah. came out that night. I was like, oh, going to start Catch-22. Okay. Ready for it. I mean, how many times can I snore? All yeah, right. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it, so I take your word for it. Yeah, and yeah. That's why yeah. I didn't watch Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Okay, now here we are. Best binge. Biggest binge of the year. Now, we've been at this for about five months. Mm-hmm. We do a show uh, almost every week. Well, pretty much every week, really. Yeah, little, every week. A little more often than that, even sometimes. I'll start, and then you can wrap it up. Okay, great. And and I want to tell you, my my biggest binge of the year is doing this show with you, man. I oh, love it. that just touches me nowhere. I love uh, being able to discuss uh, TV and movies with my buddy. Thank you, bud. Thank you. And I, I got to say, like, this gives me a purpose in life. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> I'm just a nothing. Yeah, just some guy. I, I mean, what do I got? I got this podcast. And let's face it, who doesn't have a podcast, right? So, yeah. Uh, but hey, I got one. Here's the thing everyone's been telling me, you got to do a podcast. You got to do a podcast. Well, guess what, folks? I'm doing one. We're doing one. I'm glad that people enjoy it. It took me long enough to get here. And like I said, this podcast has given me purpose. Am I sick of watching TV? Hell yeah. But I do love doing this. Right. So thank you, Joe. You're the one that made it happen. Binge or Purge would not exist without Joe. Well, because, or, or you. Well, you're the one that's like, let's make it happen. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'd like to do a podcast, but I never put my one foot in front of the other. But you came along with like a, you know, jump in the car. We're doing this podcast. I'm like, we are, and let, let's get it going. So I appreciate you as well for getting me to do this thing. Thanks, man. That means a lot to me. Thank you. And we both appreciate people who listen to it and send us texts and emails and Instagrams and Twitters and whatever. So here we are. The biggest binge. Yes. What's the best thing that you've seen since we started this podcast back in, I want to say, March. March? Yep. Now, I have a couple of things I really wanted to name for this award. Uh Uh-huh. One was forever on Amazon, which a lot of people have never heard of and watched because of the show and loved it. Yep. I think Glow is one of the best streaming shows to ever come along. I like Glow. I'm not going to like, oh my God, Glow, but I, I, I enjoy Glow. I think Stranger Things really is the probably the, the biggest streaming show to ever come along. So I have a lot of respect. And I like Stranger Things. 
But here's the show that I think is my favorite since uh, I've started watching streaming stuff. The Last Tycoon. Mm. This is an Amazon Prime original. Most people have never heard of it. It was one of the first Amazon original streaming shows. It is so good, dude. It's based on the F. Scott Fitzgerald novel, The Last Tycoon. It's about Hollywood in the uh, uh, World War II era. It takes on a lot of stuff. It takes on a lot of stuff about how the studios weren't supposed to hire Jewish writers because then Germany and Europe wouldn't distribute their films. So a lot of Jewish writers changed their names, which is still the case in Hollywood to this mm -hmm. day. Kelsey Grammer is incredible. There's a lot of uh, rich versus poor. It's just so good. It, it, I mean, it's an F. Scott Fitzgerald novel turned into a TV show with Kelsey Grammer. And, I mean, what else do you want? It's one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. If you have any interest at all in Hollywood, or especially in old Hollywood, uh, you know, if you drive down Melrose, you drive past Paramount, you drive, like, th this This stuff happened, you know, before we were here. It's so fascinating to me. The show is so well done. Um, the showrunners, we, we've talked about this before, I won't get into it again, but the people who wrote and directed on this show have gone on to do other really cool things. The Last Tycoon, it only did one season. It was based on a book, so there wasn't much more to do besides Sounds like that. one season's enough, man. One was plenty. Please watch The Last Tycoon on Amazon if you have any interest in um, old Hollywood or even just American history. It's so cool. That's my biggest binge so far, The Last Tycoon, Amazon Prime Original. I've got a lot of feedback from people about your review for The Last Tycoon, and they really enjoyed it. Yeah? Yep. Okay. Three or four people have been like, yeah, because they're, they're looking for something. And like, they don't know about that show. Right? No. He goes, you got checked it out. They, they loved it. Good. Really I'm glad. I'm happy to hear that. Like that and Forever are your two biggest recommendations that I've got the most uh, positive feedback on. Your turn. All right. Now it's up to me. My biggest binge for everything that we watched so far. If you've listened to any of these, you already know what it is. I know you know what it is. I said it was my favorite thing this year. I'm standing by it because it was so entertaining. It's The Boys on Amazon Prime. The complete evisceration of superhero culture and the genre. Nothing has been more entertaining to me than this show. And today, I got a message from a good friend of mine who said, you were right, I finally finished The Boys, and it is indeed the best thing I've seen this year. I watched it. I liked it. I'm not as big as a, uh, of a fan of superhero stuff as you are, but I get it. I'm with you. I've okay. watched it twice. I really? watched it twice in a week. Wow. I loved it. I watched it on my own, and then I watched it with my girlfriend. My girlfriend loved it. Everybody that's seen it loves it. Okay. It's perfect for right now. It, we're saturated with superheroes and oh my God, Avengers and everything. And everything is a superhero. And this show is like superheroes are dicks. It's kind of Deadpool as a series. Yeah. It's yeah, good. But, it's but, good. But it, it's not as winky winky as true, Deadpool true. is. I yeah, mean, it's darker. It's much darker. And I, I'm not coming down on Deadpool. I love Deadpool for what it is. But this is way more of like a dark satire. Nothing, like I said, I'm repeating myself, but here's the deal. Nothing entertained me more. And at the end of the day, what am I watching these things for? To be entertained. Yeah. And right out of the gate, I was into it, and it didn't disappoint. So, The Boys on Amazon Prime, that's my biggest binge. 
All right. Best I, binge, biggest binge, whatever it is. I thought it was great too. The bingey goes the to. The bingey goes to the boys. Good. All right, let's recap. Hidden Gem, Demo Loved Dark, which is in German. It's on oh, Netflix. Yes, watch it. Joe Loved the Bill Murray Stories, a documentary also on Netflix, which was very good. Best Doc, Demo said Laddie. Joe said American Factory. On Hulu, by the way. On Hulu. We both agree that they're they're pretty good. Best Sponsor is tough. Vegetables and Iways are both kind of neck and neck. Best Comedy Special, we did a whole episode on it. I liked the Bash Brothers. Demo didn't have one. <laughs> The fans liked Adam Sandler, so all is right with the world. And John Mulaney. And John Mulaney. Worst performance, Joe had nothing. Demo had, say it again. The writers on Game of Thrones for season eight. Right, people who weren't even acting. That's right. Okay, best performance, Joe had a couple of Showtime things, but I picked Jason Bateman all around because he was in two shows. Demo picked best performance, say it again. Jarell Jerome. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. From When They See Us. And a uh, listener recommended the kids, the <laughs> nine-year-old kids who reenacted the Major League Baseball players and steroid dealers in the documentary Screwball. Very astute pick. Thank you, listener Adam. Biggest purge. I said unequivocally good omens. Unequivocally. Demo said. Catch 22. Catch 22. I think we're both right. And finally... The biggest binge. Just to recap this all again, Joe says, please watch The Last Tycoon, Amazon Prime. Demo said, The Boys, also on Amazon. So Amazon as, Prime. As much as we talk about Netflix. A the, lot of things that we really enjoy are on Prime. Yeah. So they And they only have like 14 streaming shows. They don't yeah. have a lot. Netflix has like, like over 100. So that's our picks. Hey, let us know what you think or don't. We've already asked enough of our audience. Just keep yeah. listening. For the love of God, just keep listening. Yeah, and hey, please tell a friend because we want you to not have to watch junk. We don't want you to scroll through stuff until your ice cream melts. This has been a lot of fun. We're going to take a week off. We're going to do a best of show. Are we? Sure. I, I think. Isn't this a best of show? Mm, I, no, I don't know. We'll piece I, I, something together. I'm ready to do something new. Okay, Let's fine. Let's move on. Fine. This I'm was cool a- with taking a week off. Oh, wait, you anyway? You mean to do a best of like from clips from other shows? Yes. Oh. Yeah, we cut together. We buy ourselves another week. We get one in the can. We get a week ahead. I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. I'm All sorry. Right. You, we're not. You, hey, we got to communicate here. We that's fine. Communicate. Hey, we'll do it on the air. Why not? Right. Um, all right, so that's our plan. Thank you for listening. Please tell a friend about this show. Please support our sponsors, Vegetables and Iways.com. Yes, and we want to thank, as always, our beloved Jess the Facts. You love her. We love her. You can follow Jess the Facts at the Jessica Greer on Instagram and Twitter. So that's it. That's, that's it, the Bingies and Purgies. We're done. First annual. First annual. Oh, boy. So, my name is Demo. For Joe Taylor, this has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. See you next time.